0: Hey, you're back. Well, then I welcome
1: you to the Dipped in Butter program with Pat and Wes.
0: Get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture.
1: And the best lines are right here with podcasts released each and every Tuesday.
0: you know, things change.
1: I do got a guest. I have a guest discussion. Today. Today. We're having it today. Let's do it. Today.
0: Today, damn it.
1: No, we're doing it today. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Thursday. All the days of the week. Y'all know how this intro goes. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet. This is the number one mixtape podcast that Joe Buttons uh financial advisor <laughs> finds in his inbox whenever west sees fit the senate over there because one day them niggas gonna listen because we're better than they think we are we better than they think we are out there man uh but you know i digress across from me that's my guy that's your guy that's west with no t that's forever young 89 that's a motherfucking goddamn blue like we call him around here that's elmer young downstairs they call him new daddy upstairs we call him our pod producer and editor extraordinaire but most importantly That's our motherfucking friend, our friend with the patience to deal with me each and every week. What's going on, my guy?
0: That's so funny that you say that, because in my brain, I'm literally like, first of all, let me start with, I'm tired. But something about the pod and doing this thing that just kind of boosts my energy a little bit every time is very, very uh, consecutive. But as you were talking, I was just sitting here thinking like, damn, I think I might be changing right in front of niggas' eyes and they don't even know it. And then you give me such a great compliment, so... Scratch all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I won't digress too far into that. You know what I'm saying? Well, my guy from me with the hottest taste in the United States. That is cat A K with two Ts on the end of that thing. Um, you can catch my man over at YouTube.com slash Dipped and Butter program. Um, or you can catch him, um, most and more importantly, here on the Dipped and Butter program because he is the host and creator of this motherfucking thing. Um, this nigga is looking around like Tinkerbell is flying around this nigga's head right now. I wish y'all could see him, but y'all can't. Um, <clears throat> out in Chicago, they refer to him as Big Money right here on the pod. We call him Slim Jim. Um, he is also my nigga, but I also let him be y'alls, which is ours. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I'm turning all around crazy. Y'all probably can't hear this because our our producer's so good at what he does. Like my upstairs neighbor is showering. It's five thirteen in the afternoon, and like I live in an apartment, so when they shower, it sounds like Wine Dot Lake in my bath in like in my bedroom right now. So I don't know if y'all can hear that. I hope y'all can, so I, I don't sound as crazy. Yeah. But I also mm-hmm. hope y'all can't, so it doesn't affect the pod. So I'm going to take You're it from nah. my mans I, so that y'all yeah. can't hear that, but I'm a little I crazy. Don't.
0: Yeah, I, I don't hear that, and that would be the funniest shit. Like that's when you walk up to your neighbor, who so you never spoke to a day in your life, and be like, "I'm, excuse me, um, I do a very important show on Monday." Yeah, can
1: you please hold? I need you to hold off days, on your
0: motherfucking showers. Appreciate you,
1: bro. Like showers between, let's see, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. are reserved for cheating, right? Like that's to wash Cat. the filth. Uh, Cat. Let's. We'll we'll talk about your changes. What do, how, yeah. where do you want to start? Because I want to no. talk about your changes if you we <laughs> want to talk about it. But we can also talk about shower cheating, time. Right?
0: No, because you're also like just that much better of a podcaster that you you're better as a descriptor. I, there there are definitely better niggas as descriptors on audio podcasts out there than me. So you do great at that. But as you were saying, that my brain was going to yeah, shower between those hours is questionable as fuck. Like you gotta. <laughs> You got to have a legit reason for going to shower between the hour of 10 a.m. and like 4 p.m. Because what the fuck are you doing?
1: You have to be covered in soot. You have to have just climbed out of a chimney to shower at 4 at four twelve in the afternoon, yeah. you have to be covered in soot.
0: Bruh, that's so funny that you said that because that's the only way that my brain would do because that that is weird. Like, or bitch, what do you work like third shift and you got off and went to Lifetime Fitness and you came home and you showered? Like, only even acceptable that, Even thing, that's because, like you- bitch, you really just trying to create a pattern and you're trying to fuck with me. Like... <laughs>
1: Bro, I, I think there's something so glorious about self checking yourself about cheating behaviors even when you're not doing anything. Like, have you ever caught yourself as a married man watching Bruh. how you set your phone down, even though there's nothing in your phone?
0: Like, luckily, like,
1: I let me not put my phone face down so many yeah. times. Like, it just I looks mean, weird.
0: Real shit, it does look weird. And I think subconsciously motherfuckers just do it, or you just get so used to doing it, but like Yeah. Luckily, you know, I live in a house where we have never been on that bullshit. Like, and not for nothing. Like, in the beginning stages, niggas kind of respected the game. So, like, all right, I'm gonna give you a chance to kind of like wean that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now it's just not. No, it's just not a problem these days. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't. I don't have to. Like, it's really what Wherever my phone is facing, like whichever way, I literally did it subconsciously. Like, ain't it, it
1: funny how like. Human behavior and patterns, particularly in relationships, go because you go full circle. Like you start, like you said, Uh going, you know, you got to get that out your system, covering your phone and being private because we together now and you ain't really used to having a whole person. So give you six to 10 months to get that out your system. And then you start like being open with your phone, giving out passwords, receiving passwords. And then you come full circle to being married with kids and a home and you don't go nowhere. To where you like, I don't give a fuck if you cover your phone. Yeah, I don't like, give a cares? fuck. I don't and even want to know what's in your phone.
0: So so sweet to the point that you find out four years later that your wife lied to you five years ago. Like, what? Like I don't know anything about this, but like
1: Wait, what about like what? Where are we you, going?
0: I'm just saying you were here in real life when, oh, my, okay. when i were gonna beat us somewhere. Of course <laughs>
1: oh, not. Wait, wait,
0: Absolutely what? not. No, sir.
1: Well see I- me and my wife kind of had the phone uh, password conversation semi-recently and I don't mm-hmm. even remember how it came up. It must have been reality TV we was watching and it comes up, so we always turn to each other and talk. And she knows my phone password, but I had to mm-hmm. reveal to her that I don't know hers. Mm.
0: And she
1: thought for sure I knew hers. She was like, what? You don't know my password? And I was like, no. It's like, I've I like, never you know, needed your phone. Like
0: You know I miss info. You know I love 411. Like...
1: Yeah. Like I, 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 first of all, for me, like my brain is so soft <laughs> that like anything you push in there, it shoves something back out the other end. So like, if I learn her password, then now I can't log into my footlocker account. You know what I mean? Like, these are all numbers. Is there's, there's a finite amount of space.
0: This so nigga's got a yeah. PES dispenser of passwords in his head. Like, it's <laughs> oh, only right just right now, so
1: I'm pes, dis- PES dispenser of passwords. That's the name of the show. So... Fucking that that I'm trying, I sound it sounds like I'm trying to be funny, but that is just the truth. Like my brain kind of works that way. Plus, I've never needed her phone or entrance into her phone for anything. Like, even if it's something as simple as, hey, babe, I need you to look up plane tickets. I'll just ask her to look up the plane tickets. There's nothing in her phone that I don't that I need. You know what I mean? And not for nothing. I want her privacy to be her privacy. Damn, I kind of want to, like, wean this into a whole other conversation that I had the other day. The Hulk, I don't bro. know how to segue it. I don't know if I should just jump.
0: Hey, bro, um, listen here. Do you want to know what I do as the driver of my car? Sometimes when I'm going to make a risky turn. Before I do it, I tell everybody, hold your hold ass.
1: <laughs> so, okay. Where are we going with this? So, like, the phone password thing let me let me finish my thought before i fuck up the initial thought okay. so i didn't have i don't have her phone password and i don't desire it. she was like starting to give it to me like well it's this 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 and i was like wait a minute first of all i'm going to lose passwords if you tell it to me second of all like i don't need it and the like her she was telling me like well you might need it god forbid one day like if i'm in a car accident and they find my phone like you need to get into it to like access certain shit and i was like that's probably a good point but per mm-hmm. our discussion last week that just starts my 24-month clock before I need to find a new relationship because I can't get in my dead wife's phone so I can be able to pay the bills. Like, this all just falls right back in line. Like, right. These are all lies until they're the truth. Right? She had a real good laugh. Listen, this the last one. I'm sure. Her, by the way. Because it's I'm like, sure. she she knows, like, this was so good about doing a podcast for three years. Like, she, she starts... She's really, really good with knowing the line between me just being stupid and me being honest and how much of like a cocktail blend of
0: mixture. Yeah, and it's so funny that you say that too. I had to tell my wife last night we had a good laugh about something. Maybe we'll get to talk about it here. Maybe we won't. But I was like, babe, let me teach you how to podcast real quick. I gave her the premise. I was like, and I'm going to go through all of that just to talk about this. And she was Mm -hmm. cracking the fuck up. And I was like, it's podcasting one-on-one, babe. It's
1: podcasting. Well, and... Again, I, I'm probably going to sound kind of nasty, but I'm going to pat us on the back a little bit because like, we talk shit in the intro and we talk shit on the show and we talk shit because we like to talk shit and whatever. But I do, deep down inside of me, believe that we do a good job at this show, right? This is not like a fucking circle jerk. I'm not to yeah, nah. a circle jerk here. I only say that to say, I think I've said on here before, I listen to other podcasts that are like doing really well and not doing really well. And there's some good podcasts out there that don't make money or a lot of money at all. And there's some podcasts out there that make a lot of money that to me aren't good at all. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So Mm -hmm. like I bring that up to say like, this podcasting space is weird. And I do think that we can honestly fuck with kind of anybody at this shit because like part of the magic is us not really caring, plus us genuinely being able to talk. Because like we kind of alluded to it a couple of weeks ago when, when I was over at y'all's creative and we was all just kind of kitchen talking. We probably talked for a good three and a half hours. That could have been like real good content. But we everything can't be content, right? I say that to say everything just content. can't be content. So That's navigating right. that space is where <laughs> skill comes in too. Like for a lot sure. of people might want to pick up the mic. And like, sound cool, but sounding like, cool would get you in some shit. Bruh,
0: and, and now, like you say, not to get too draped off into that conversation, but, like, you know, we kind of have tooted our horn, our horn this whole time about, you know, being the remote podcast kings and, you know, niggas can't <laughs> fuck with us and all that shit, but, like, now you got to look at it as a semi advantage, because because could you truly imagine if we, I mean, of course we could and we would we would figure out that play, but like just imagine if I really came to see you still on my regular like two three week haircut rotation, but then we did a podcast every week and then now we on feel like we got to hang out and go get chicken wings at least once a week, like
1: <laughs> just try to restore the feeling.
0: Yeah, it might turn into too much. Whereas we got this kind of situation here where it's like it feels like. Uh, Sometimes I listen to this podcast and forget that we're not in the same room
1: Yeah, because it sounds that well,
0: you know what I'm saying? So like it's niggas who sit in the same room that can't do that or can't, you know, have a conversation. And, you know, we we do 90 minutes just as a standard of giving you all the show. But if we wanted to, me and this nigga could sit here and talk to y'all for three hours every fucking Monday and Tuesday. For sure. And give y'all a show. But that's that's not where we at with it at this point. Maybe one day. But right <laughs> now, it's not the thing. And, that, and, and for real, for real, like, we killing niggas at the 90-minute mark. You know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine <laughs> if we went We're any further here. than that or if we was able to create some real life, you know what I'm saying, together-ass content. Like, I don't know if niggas will be able to, you know... I don't know if niggas would be able to fuck with us in that capacity. So they're kind they're kind of, everybody's You're lucky in easy. the situation. Everybody's,
1: everybody's lucky. lucky. You're all lucky. <laughs> Everybody. Let, let's talk about a podcast that does make money and does really well. And that I like to think is a good podcast, but I'm here to talk to you about it this week. Like enough time has gone by. I've missed enough episodes and just jumped right in and caught up on the most recent episode. And I didn't even listen to the whole thing, but I'm ready to talk to you about it. Cause I've been trying to hold my cards close to the chest and not speak out of turn or too fast. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready to talk about it this week, bro. The Joe Budden podcast, right? You put me onto it years and years ago, right?
0: SoundCloud so I've been days.
1: been listening to it every day ever since, right? Like you put me onto it when it was like in its in the good old golden era.
0: SoundCloud days. It
1: I'm was Like I'm not even going to do the cat thing and dress this topic up real well like <sighs> What the fuck is going on over there, bro? Like I mean, what the you know? i turn it on now, and it's Joe Budden. It's Ice. It's Ish. It's Melissa Ford from fucking early 2000s video Vixen Glory. Mm-hmm. It's Queens Flip from Vine that slams his child's head against the uh, Chevy Nova uh, dashboard for likes and clicks. It, what the fuck is going on over there? Like, And I guess the reason why it annoys me so much is because... I like to think every three to five months I come on here and I probably like talk your ear off about like getting people on the show and then Mm -hmm, kind of like mm -hmm. you listen to me because you're a good friend but you know like I'm not actually going to do anything I'm just going to come back next week and it's going to be me and you again (laughs) as it should be right like I'm lazy I would get guests on the show but it's just it's too much work to get guests on the show so what the fuck is going why is it the JB and Friends show and how are you enjoying it as a longtime listener and fan of that show
0: um let me let me see how I want to word it, because um, I because it's, it's kind of two different aspects for me when it comes to like the new version of, you know, of the J.B.P. and, and the J.B. And it definitely seems like it definitely seems like Joe is trying to do more than just the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where Melissa Ford and Flip come in. And like, even from listening to these episodes, I had no clue that Melissa Ford was doing other media You know what I'm saying? Before she came to the podcast, like I guess she was on the show with Jason Lee, and I think she had her own. And like she's produced other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and of course we only know her from, you know what I'm saying? Don't you know (laughs) Melissa Ford drive a Honda Accord? I mean, I'm saying don't you know Melissa Ford drive a Honda Accord? Like that's how we know baby girl. You know what I'm saying? Like and and from those days and like. I feel like Melissa Ford was a part of a lucky wave of kind of first video Vixen where we didn't really know anything about them. But mm-hmm. they also, I guess in the public eye, weren't going as far as some of the other ones were going behind the scenes. And I guess I kind of give that credit to Melissa Ford. Like I never heard any outrageous story oh, wow, about wow, shit. Ford. Like I remember hearing Melissa Ford was Canadian, like wild later in life. And I was like, what? Like that doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense, but listening to her now on the podcast, it makes a whole world of sense. Um, so I, I I think it makes sense for him to bring somebody like Melissa Ford, who's already familiar um, with the production world, but to bring that female POV, because as male podcasters, you just have an understanding of, damn, how how valuable would it be to have a woman here to juxtapose everything that we say and some shit that we not think about? Because like you, to your credit, we talk a whole bunch of shit on this podcast. And some of that shit... I don't even give a fuck what bullshit. you think about what I'm saying. I'm yeah, just going to say it anyways. Like, and there might be a woman that might be able to bring some of that shit back and just add a different perspective. So to be able to find somebody like a Melissa Ford, like, all right, cool. The Queens flip one was probably the most questionable. And He's like, a
1: visuals I, guy. Like, he, why are we listening to him? definitely everyone?
0: a visuals guy. And then even back to the credit of, like, the Melissa Ford thing, like, he, he warmed the audience into Melissa Ford. He did not warm the audience. He was so dirty and
1: unhinged that when she came in with her cleanliness, it was extra sparkly. I mean, sparkly. Not,
0: not, not even. Melissa Ford is on the episode when they still in Park's basement. Or, you know what I'm saying? Where, wherever mm. Park's situation is that She came and did an episode and it was like, all right, this is kind of dope. you know. And they kind of go over that. They got an extra pa- Patreon episode where he kind of sits down and you know one-on-one with Mel and kind of talks about the whole, you know, what, what she had going on in her past. And, you know, kind of how she got here today and what she had going on. So, like... Uh, again it it just makes total sense and again he kind of you know he, she was on the show she left she came back she did a few episodes she left again and then she you know what i'm saying she kind of she kind of created that that vacuum want for her presence to be there because again she just brings a different angle to everything and not for nothing you know what i'm saying i'm sure you've watched enough to see the banter between ish and melissa like that's something that's needed for the podcast ice can't do it you know what i'm saying uh I feel like Joe wanna fuck her still. Like it's it's very, very weird that energy, but like he gotta play boss role and a whole bunch of other type of shit. But like she she fits into the space. Yeah, Queen's Flip just kind of showed up one day. And even even if it's a narrative they're painting, it's probably a true narrative, or it's that believable that hey, this nigga kind of showed up. I told him we was gonna test it out, now he just won't fucking leave. Like now I'm kind of stuck with the nigga. And it's like that's annoying for you to be a 35 year old man <laughs> sir and for, and like you know what i'm saying like some of, who, i'm not knocking who he is and what he does on the internet if that's what has gotten you to where you have gotten to but like just like and again it's like a it's almost like a curb your enthusiasm style type of shit going up and 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 flip has admitted that that's kind of larry david is kind of his favorite comedian and he loves mm-hmm. curb and all of that shit so just imagine Joe, i'm having a regular podcast and now we got some regular wild ass nigga walking down the street interrupting whatever you know what I'm saying and you just got to deal with that in real time and still try to so like I I think I get it Um, (laughs) but we ain't sure but it's 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 still kind of in the testing phases and and, and not for nothing like when when Joe makes these decisions particularly when it comes to the podcast like he kind of stands 10 toes down in it so regardless of the feedback that he's getting he's still gonna go on with it to ultimately to prove niggas wrong you know what I'm saying like he don't, Joe doesn't, Joe does not care if it takes 100 episodes for the moment to happen that he thinks will happen.
1: Mm-hmm. He, he's He'll willing tell you all down.
0: 99 episodes before that had to happen good, bad, and different. I don't care how you feel about it for me to get that out of what I pictured. Like, I do it, like
1: that about Joe. Joe's yeah, willing to like, see an idea would, through. He's he and if it's not going to work, it's going to be because he blew it up. Yeah, right? It's so not like, going to be because he didn't have the patience to see it through. So, like, like,
0: yeah, to, to kind of circle the wagon, you know, because I've been a long-time listener, honestly, and I, I hate to even say it like this, but, like, I truly do trust Joe Budden with my podcast listening experience.
1: Okay. All right. I, I like that. And, I like, and, that, and, and, I like and maybe, that stance. And maybe You're it's because
0: I kind of sit in the same... not. Kind of where he kind of no you do you well do. where he's trying to take it to now he's really trying mm-hmm. to look at his show from a producer standpoint and really kind of mm-hmm. you know pick his shots and interject where he need to and really just let niggas kind of go so yeah. like I can appreciate it you know and they got they they kind of spoke to it where you know nigga nigga be having some wild takes you know what I'm saying like and I don't know if he necessarily believe all of them shits but y'all it's a they gotta they gotta press record and they gotta stop pressing record and like. You, you, it's all lies until it's true for it's all truths until it's a lie
1: do you ever think that you could be in a position with the dipped in butter show to where you could see us sitting on a show with three other hot mics a total of five people on the dipped in butter show where we've now created this like cast where like we still on the show their situation like it started with just me and you mm-hmm. but now it's like okay now we got a girl's perspective we got a wild nigga over here we got a sports professional over here ex-semi-pro nigga basketball player to keep us straight on our sports talk. And then, whereas it used to be us talking for 20 minutes straight, now we got a 30-minute show twice a week. But me and you, actual microphone time is Mm -hmm. reduced to maybe 30 minutes spread throughout the show, and it's really like us just directing traffic with these cats again. Like, do you see yourself ever getting to a point or being comfortable? Because this is your baby as much as it is mine. Right. I do feel like there might be a point where, like, even if this works really good and the chemistry works with these five people, whoever they might be, there still is a sense of, like, this is our baby. You know what I mean? So, like, be careful playing with our toys. You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of our shit. So, like, do you ever see yourself being comfortable enough to be able to sit back like Joe and just kind of watch the parade happen?
0: Um, With this show, no. It would have to be something else. Uh,
1: would, <laughs> I, don't I think, think that's interesting like, though like, I, like we same, have to have like an umbrella like something
0: yeah same thing with joe like i think joe talks that shit but he's never gonna hand somebody over the like i, I mean he was like i'll call it whatever J. fucking name you want me to call like it don't gotta be my name it could be your name but like t- exactly you're not gonna hand over somebody to joe button podcast name he asked some niggas a couple of weeks ago like yo can i take a pot off like and with this crew i feel like you can't as bad like as much as much as I kind of love issues conversation and like I, I like say like the Ish. addition of Mel and, and kinda I don't I don't think they can carry it. I I don't I don't think Maul and Rory were the best at it. I still don't think they are. Um I think they did a yeah, better terrible. I think they did a better job at carrying the audience that was already crafted there. You know what I'm saying? Or the audience mm-hmm. that they help, you know, curate and create and shit like that. Um but I you know, I I think all of them without Joe give the show that he doesn't want to give and that's why mm-hmm. he's there.
1: I, okay, I'm glad that you landed there, right? Because, like, I love all the points you made. I was mm-hmm. going to say a lot of them, but I love all of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And But I do disagree with the, uh, your feelings on Mel. But here's the thing that I find interesting in my own mind, right? I don't like Melissa Ford on the show. I also don't like Queen Flip, so I don't want to just zero in on the black women and just do cat-hates-black-women thing. Because I hate both of them, right? I was getting accustomed to Joe... Parks-ish and mm-hmm. fucking Ice and mm-hmm. I was starting to like it and then now like they're bombarding me with new people and I understand that it takes a while before you start kind of filling out your style of podcasting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, it is kind of like peer like it's needles in my ears to hear them do stereotypical podcasting things mm-hmm. like Melissa Ford will introduce a topic in a very radio podcasty way and it just I hate it when anybody does it right. I just heard on any show when like People turn like, okay, well, what do we got? Let's go to our list. Like, I know we say it sometimes, but we're like, we're the best at it. So we get away. With it. But like <laughs> fucking like when people go, okay, so like, let's start with, and it's just like, dogs, stop it. Like, I hate stereotypical podcasts. I like my yeah. podcast to feel organic and a little bit dirty. And I think that's part of the charm of what Joe Button's show used to be. Now I say that, but I also feel like this. If they continue on this path and sparkle up the Joe Button podcast and they keep everybody, lose everybody, whatever comes of this and it ends up growing Joe Button's brand, but mm-hmm. they lose me as a listener, I prefer that. I would prefer right. them get more success and me listen to them less because I don't like the sparkly version, but now they got big, huge sponsorships and big, huge tours. And whatever that looks like for Joe, his success for that show, if he achieves that and just loses my little old ass, I'd rather it be that. Then me be like, no, nigga, go back to the grassroots in the basement where right, the shit was right, right. Like, I don't. I, that's not what I'm saying. Nah. I just don't prefer that type of sound when I'm listening to podcasts. So like, I don't be running to the shows like I used to. Like I used to like w- wake up on Wednesdays like, oh, it's pod day. baby. I mean, like it's JVP. But now like, bro, weeks and months have gone by and I have not checked in. And I yeah. checked in. I was like, ooh,
0: yeah. Like I'm, I'm just, like, but like. T- even through all of the changes, like Joe Budden's style of podcasting has not changed. Like the style of the show has not changed, um, or like a nigga just not saying so much shit that I can't like wrap my brain around. That I gotta be like, I mean, you know, my brilliant idiot takes like, bro, I can't keep listening to you niggas
1: just I know.
0: talk this. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, y'all y'all are y'all are giggling with each other and shit. Like, I can't keep fucking listening to that. Every goddamn week, dog. Like, and then you got like ah, I'm 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 cool. You know, so so again, like it just and and like at, at this point I don't even know, but like, you know, I kind of uh, you know what I'm saying not to be a snob or nothing like that, but like I still come from like the combat jack school of Podcast. Yeah, yeah. So like I mean something. To, I, it does, and I listen to the combat chat, sh- uh, I can't even say it, the, the combat jack show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's how you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> yeah, like I, I used to listen to that every week and you just get a consistent product, you know, and, and a nigga is talking some sense. And you know, that I don't want to say that they weren't jokey because they would make their jokes and be but like it was just a very digestible form of podcast. And then like I I like the fact that they'll, you know, bring up a topic and you know, get into six other topics within the topic and then get back to what they are talking about, you know, kind of similar to what we do here. So like, I think that's why I appreciate listening to it. And then even on that note, like the, the, the few podcasts that I do still listen to today, like, and, you know, shout out, shout out to you and shout out to us for, you know, being the number one non-regurgitation podcast on the internet. <laughs> it's very rare that I, you know, and particularly because of, you know, when we pod and, you know, their, their main show comes out, after we already did our thing. So like if, mm-hmm. if we got our shit off, we got our shit off. And like shout out to us for just being on par with whatever is going on. But like I can't I, I, I can't give everybody that credit. You know what I'm saying? And like they they they've kept it, you know, all authentic through the ways and like again that's just my brand of podcasting. And, and and like I say, you know, for for the for the other shows that come out, like the, the shit ain't easy. But like I don't know, niggas niggas ain't got the juice, bro.
1: I got I got one more bone to pick, and I'm gonna leave Joe Button alone. He steered me wrong a couple episodes ago when I was checking in. He was talking about uh, watching you people on Netflix. You seen that? I have. Uh, he gave his take on you people, and I'm glad that you have seen it so we can talk about mm-hmm. it. We don't got to deep deep dive it, but he gave his take, and he he seemed a little displeased with like some of the tropes in it and how some black people were depicted in the film and. The style of humor, he didn't seem like he was too pleased or impressed with. So my wife kind of casually turned it on last night. Mm -hmm. On just some, we ain't got nothing to watch. We laying on the couch, like some super low expectations type shit. And when she went to go click it, I kind of like internally sighed, oh God, you already told me this was trash. (laughs) So I was like prepared for it to be trash. But I also was kind of sleepy, so I was like, oh, if it's terrible, then I can just go to sleep on the couch. No problem. You know what I mean? Go ahead and let it go. Yeah. So she turned it on, and I'll just zip right to my end like result. I enjoyed it. Like, I now, was it Romeo and Juliet? No. It Friday? No. But here's the thing that I think, like, I don't know if this is a new thing or if niggas just, like, there's so much content out there and everybody's got an opinion. I don't know what to assess this to. But... With shit like You People and my, my um, I guess, opinion on how I enjoyed it. Because it ain't a perfect movie, but it was enjoyable to me. Right. But here's the thing. It has its moments. You People made me laugh a good handful of times. Like, out loud. Like, oh shit, that was actually kind of funny. Does it have misses? Hell yeah, it's got some misses. Like, it's right. definitely got some misses. But... I think in today's like movies, if you can get me 30% of the time to think that the joke was funny, it's worth it to me. You know, I mean? not the 30% like on some streaming shit, bro. My expectations are low these days for comedy. Right, also, so, like, some
0: comedy yeah, on some streaming shit, I most guess. Most shit don't mean.
1: stick with me anymore. But okay, like for instance, when they show and I, sorry for anybody that ain't seen it, but there's no spoilers for this kind of comedy. Like you watch it or you don't, whatever. But when they showed Dion Cole and before he even said any lines and he was itching his throat, I cried, bro. Like just to see a nigga itch their throat in a fucking movie was hilarious to me, bro. Like you see, it had its little moment. Like when the nigga, he was wiggling his ear, itching his yeah, throat nah. like for like 13 seconds. That was hilarious to be like, now see, nothing's Friday be- anymore. But like, I-, I think that we're losing, we're losing the ability to find value in some shit. That's just, it was good. You know what I mean? It was enjoyable. Right. It wasn't right. trash. Yeah. And like, we live in an age where either it's trash or it's goaded. You know what I mean? And there's no in between. And I think that this movie fits comfortably in a I would watch it again. Like, if I'm showing it to somebody, I would watch it again. Like, I think the movie was fine. Like, I don't think there was there was moments when it was funny. Fucking Elaine from Seinfeld? what ah, Chef's <laughs> kiss? She was amazing, bro. Like, Perfect fucking Karen. Elaine was amazing. David Duchovny was amazing. I enjoyed seeing Mike Epps. He, his presence was welcome and surprising. Fucking, I even thought my, uh, Eddie Murphy did a fine job. Uh, what's what's dude's name? The, the lead guy. I always
0: forget. Jonah him. Hill.
1: Jonah Hill was Jonah Hillin. You know what I mean? It wasn't a subpar Jonah Hill performance. I even think that Lauren London wasn't distracting. Like, she ain't the greatest actress in the world. But she didn't distract from the movie. You know what I mean? I don't feel like she took away from anything. Like, I think the only person in the movie I didn't like was the podcast homegirl. She just didn't say anything funny at all to me the entire time. And of course, uh, <laughs> the fucking irony. right, yeah, like she wasn't funny at all. Yeah, right. Like that's what made me want to spin that from podcast. Like, the, if y'all haven't seen the movie, like Jonah Hill has a black—I don't know if she's just lesbian or a nigga bitch or whatever. Like, but she just she um they got a podcast show together, and mm-hmm. it's a comedy podcast, and she never says anything funny the entire <laughs> way. Anyway. I understand why she's there. Like I'm, I don't. I mean, her most, for her to be pulled from the show, but I,
0: her I, most important part was when she was like trying to tell him about black people and white people and how like ultimately we ain't never gonna be cool. Like that was probably. How you
1: feel about that? Give me everything. I'm sorry. I need to let you get the mic so you can. no, nah, no. Nah, nah, nah. You don't nah. know how you feel I about mean, that. I
0: mean, I I feel the same way about the movie. I watched it. Um, you know, kind of around the time that it came out. I didn't feel like it was the greatest movie, but I also didn't feel like it was trash. Um. I definitely didn't agree with Joe Budden's take. I definitely I definitely thought when him and Ish got on there and got on they, um,
1: It's like propaganda. Pro, like no, pro
0: black funny. don't play with uh, Farrakhan and the Kufi. I'm like, yo, y'all, like, like. Y'all
1: it's too far. You, like, you,
0: niggas, you niggas don't laugh at all, huh? <laughs> like, what? Like, that's. that's a, Like, for, especially from a comedy movie. Like, what?
1: Yeah, like everyone's always arguing, like, bro, it's comedy, chill. Y'all
0: chose that scene, and like, even the way that they did that scene was kind of. I seen it, I seen it coming. Like it, it was it was, it, funny, it was very SNL-ish, you know what I'm saying? Which might be a you know another nod and some type of bullshit because it was very set upy, like you just saw it coming. Right. Like, had to to attention. You would have seen it and you wouldn't have been that offended by it. You should have. And this this is my take of my take alone. To me, Eddie Murphy only acted in the last five minutes of the movie. When he oh, took God. the when he took the voice off and when he took the kufi off, and right before they go into this. Last minute wedding bullshit. That's the only time Eddie Murphy acted in the movie. Mm-hmm. The other time he just gave y'all a nigga, he be in his dreams, bro. Like, he don't. That shit was weird to me. I was like, so for this to be an Eddie Murphy performance, I that's where I don't think the movie is good. Like, cause you thought it was so par, Eddie. Eddie. For you to call, crawl out your grave. I don't. What the
1: fuck crawl is you? Crawl out with your me? grave. It's, it's fine.
0: Crawl out your cave. And give us this performance. Oh, I said like,
1: grave. That was worse.
0: Yeah, that's very, very, very <laughs> I'm worse. I'm sorry. Like, to, you know what I'm saying? like, he is still, like, revered and held in such high regard by today's comedians and the actors. So, for you to come out and do this, nigga, it's just not making me excited to, like, press play when Beverly Hills Cop 4 comes out. And, like, <laughs> right. I'm going to expect more of it, but, like net netflix ain't hitting the mark as of lately well
1: i was gonna say well who's whose fault is this more to you netflix or eddie murphy right because i think we kind of know what's going on here it's the same thing that's going on with dave like they be signing these niggas to like multi-project deals right like eddie murphy clearly got a multi-project deal with netflix where like i don't know if it's like we need seven projects from you and here's a big bag of money and this is just one of Eddie Murphy's because anybody could have played. Clifton Powell could have been fucking Lauren London's dad. It could have. It did not need to be Eddie Murphy. Real right shit. Right or wrong, like it could have been fucking Lauren London's dad from ATL. It probably would have been better. Like this could have been any nigga, bro. Like we yep. could have. Tay Diggs could have been her dad. Y'all probably
0: like, just could have like unofficially shot scenes of Denzel and let it did that and Lauren London. Murphy, dad. but nah, it didn't.
1: Like fucking. uh. Netflix had a whole punch card for Eddie Murphy. So but, and like, the, and mm, yeah, like, give for, us this.
0: For sure, but like this is what I'm saying. Like, and and, and I don't know who to credit. it. And I credit the like the shit that you was like. Is it Netflix's fault or is it Eddie's fault? Neither. It's Kenya Barris' fault. Like, who? Kenya Barris, the nigga who wrote the Man. movie.
1: See, okay, gotcha. kind of yeah, I don't know Christ. nothing about these niggas bro he I don't know nigga
0: writers he, That's the nigga responsible for blackish And he wrote something else But do you remember Oh
1: you remember, it did feel very shit.
0: But that's what I'm saying You remember the scene when they was on the plane And they was about to go to, to Vegas for the bachelorette party right Of course I and wanted to talk about that You remember Eddie Murphy came and he sat down next to the nigga And then he got up and the nigga came and sat down And was like I've done that before of course. That's Kenya Bears, nigga. Oh! He's one God. of those. He puts himself, you know what I'm saying, in, in one the movie of those. type yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. you one of those, He's I want to be in here those. for a couple seconds, niggas. Oh <laughs> Well, he was the main character
0: in fucking who's the that. Best, no. Who's the best was, I want to be in mixed it, dish. It was Mixed Dish, I think, that came on and they so whatever the fuck this shit was called, he was the main character in that.
1: Real quick, who's your top I want to be in the movie that I directed, nigga? Who you got? M. Night Shyamalan.
0: Britney, uh, I'm uh, actually my favorite Marvel what's my man's bandit? name. No, what's my man's name? From uh Friday and um, F. Gary? F. Gary F. Gary Gray. F. Gary
1: Gray does it, bro. Lean it, it up against time, the bro. counter in Friday. Okay. I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll it every like time. I'll take it. F. Gary it. Gray is not unwelcome when he pops <laughs> in. I'll, I'll okay, I like that. It's like, not
0: nah, somebody else do it too. John used to do it John Singleton used to do it that, yeah. that was cool He'd do it sometimes Somebody else does it though And they're really Really good
1: at it I like that F. Gary Gray is a good pick
0: F. Yeah. Gary Gray is the one for me I respect the pick yeah, I didn't yeah, have him yeah. On my
1: radar at all Yeah, yeah. But fucking I, I enjoyed uh, you people man Like I, I didn't have any issues uh, Any big glaring issues But like right. Even some of the touchier shit When they try to like Dig a little deeper And not be so surface level And really kind of hit some shit I didn't even mind it Even when they maybe Missed the mark I didn't feel like the, They missed the mark So egregiously That I wish they didn't do it do it like at the yeah. end of the movie when the parents talk to the kids and vice versa, or whatever. Whether it be like you know the Jewish mom talking to Lauren London or black Black Power Michael Mix talking to Josh Gad Kroger Brand. Fucking there was there was a little bit of like cringe in there, but I wasn't mad that it existed. You know what I mean? And like I came <laughs> away kind of feeling like I feel like Lauren London was being a little hard on the lane in her scene. Like, I mean, was I supposed to, was I supposed nah. to side with a black woman on there? Because I was like, I understand I you think, feeling like you're being treated like an object, but also like, I feel like you should have known,
0: to. I don't feel like she was being I don't me. think the movie or the writing was designed for you to pick a side. I think it was oh, just, I think it was for you to recognize. Okay. Okay. Like, hey, okay. like ch- you know, I feel and I think like it was
1: a clear side between the dad and Josh Gad, though.
0: But that's why Josh but Gad. But even in, in all in all of those, I feel like <laughs> they did a good job of expressing like POV. You know what I'm saying? Like it it didn't sound oh, like
1: because of this camera spinning. Gotcha. Yeah, it just didn't You're sound smart. like
0: frivolous arguments. Yeah, I'd be trying to you know, I'd be trying to see shit, you be and, breaking and, shit down. Yeah, I'd be trying to see shit and shit like that. But like, damn, I forget it was a po- oh. Damn, what point was I about to make? Um, oh, is bad. it? Is it? Could you consider this movie to? It might be. Could you consider this movie to be propaganda for like, just fuck with y'all, own people? Like, look at look at the struggles that you go through when you when you do all that race mixing. Did I tell you that's my shit in twenty twenty three? Did I tell you I was <laughs> on that race mixing? Yeah, you
1: you back, bro. You did say that at the top of the year. You gave us a breath. I you know, made us think you was gonna forget, but you back. No, nah, um, I'm
0: back, bro. This, I'm, I'm, I'm multiple times this year on the race mixing, dog.
1: For a minute, I was for a minute, I was a little scared that we was going like the route of, "Hey, just date a white boy if you are having problems, black women." Like I thought that's <laughs> no, where we was no, going, no, 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 but that that ain't where we ended up. I didn't. Point. I felt like early that that this because bro, her ex boyfriend was such a suck. I was just like, "Oh god!" So you telling me that this nigga's gonna swoop in and take Lauren London from our culture, bro? Like this is the nigga that gets Lauren London. She I just did. came off Nipsey Hussle. Y'all ain't even acting like Nip- Nipsey Hussle don't exist in your universe. Y'all are showing the marathon in your B roll. Yeah. So don't don't try to. You can't give us Josh Gad. I'm gonna keep calling him Josh Gad. Uh, <laughs> fucking. You can't tell us that Josh Gad gets Lauren London, and you are also telling us that you know Nipsey Hussle exists. Like, come on, bro. Like this propaganda.
0: Like and now I can't even remember, but Josh Gad gets her for mistaking her for a, what the fuck was she even bro, doing there? Driver? What was she yeah, even doing at like She there? Was Way remember.
1: off in somebody's courtyard too. She <laughs> yeah. went just off. She went downtown off what the you street. doing? Oh. That was very weird.
0: Yeah, but again, like I guess that's just not like if you're gonna put Eddie Murphy's name on the marquee. Like I guess I'm expecting something a little bit greater than that. Like I'm definitely past a nigga coming out anywhere in a red leather suit. But like, goddamn, like can we can we get back somewhere close to Harlem Nights? But you know what? I also or even Nutty like, Professor. Goddamn! I don't I meant feel like to make a Nutty Murphy. Professor joke to you a couple weeks ago too. I wanted to call right. you Buddy Love. I want to take that, <laughs>
1: that right now because just <laughs> bro, you're so disrespectful <laughs> to me, man. Bro, I needed the weight to keep y'all niggas off me, bro. It ain't even about health. Yeah, like y'all yeah, niggas. Now, now you're bro, a punk,
0: dog. Now I feel like bro, I can bro, take listen you. listen to audience. I want
1: y'all to know it's not just West. Like everybody been trying me since I lost this weight. I want y'all to know. This ain't just like, West, but like, niggas been trying me lately. Like, my, I'm how many
0: man. Like, I just gotta take you out of knees now, nigga, before I was just gonna <laughs> leave you alone. Yeah, before I leave you alone, now I got a strategy.
1: Bro, I t- <laughs> remember I told you, like, I've been in, an- I've been in, I can count the amount of fits fights I've been in it on one hand. Mm-hmm. But niggas been trying me lately, bro. Like, I don't know if, like, dig- do niggas think crazy out is strength? here? Like, I fight better now than when I was fat. Like, bro, I could only give you, like, 13 seconds of, Woo. like, quick energy when I was fat, bro. Like, I can fight better now. Mm. But it's like, niggas want to see that or something? Like, bro, Hilarious. why is everybody testing
0: me? I don't know. I'm sorry.
1: Bro, speaking <laughs> of disrespect, I want to talk to you about something, right? You have a nice grade of hair. I don't just say that okay. because you have colored eyes. I say that because I've cut your hair. I've been in your hair. I've combed it. I've touched it. I've faded it. I've smelled it. Um, <laughs> I should have done that.
0: I knew I knew you one got of those an was you going I was gonna far. you know I was gonna push the boundaries we're going just a little
1: too we far we been doing the show too long okay <laughs> you got good hair but I also know this about you that you ain't a do-rag nigga you don't really do like you might have worn a do-rag, but I don't take you to be a do-rag nigga.
0: So I am not a um I'm definitely not very good at being a nightly do-rag applier, but I will tell you, see, this is a mm-hmm. part of my cool mm-hmm. trick, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay. glad we're back here to have this conversation. So I am definitely in particular. You know, I'm back in the game now. I got, you know, I'm getting the right care. I I got a barber. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I am back in the habit of, you know, we got to do preservation around the time of the cut. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So, like, after we get the cut, set up
1: your barber to be the best version of himself he can be.
0: I mean, you know what I'm saying? But, like, after we get the cut, you know what I'm saying? When we go into bed, you know what I'm saying? You know, the first couple nights, you got to put the do rag on, you just got to preserve whatever is going on. And that's just Put how I feel. Put
1: new toys back in the package.
0: You know what I'm saying? When I was getting the last cut and, you know, just any cut, that's just how I feel. Like, all right, it's day one. Like, we should probably try and, you know, wear it out for the day. You know what I'm saying? But When it comes to nighttime, we don't want to be slanging all, you know, rolling around <laughs> all in the pillow and shit. You know what right. I'm saying? We want to we make sure we lock that down. But then, so like I said, that's probably like, you know, definitely not getting a full week, not a full seven days out of me, but probably three, four days. You know what I'm saying? Because probably by that point, I didn't use the haircut for the purpose that I went and got it for. So like, mm-hmm. it's okay to kind of slack off in the maintenance of the haircut. We just going to keep our, you know, daily regimen brush, you know, do whatever we need to do at that point. But then there are two or three crucial days before you go and get another cut.
1: Okay. Where Talk you kind
0: of got to gotta start this process back up. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm already, oh, you got to start retraining. Yeah. Like I wash my hair once or twice a week, you know, just depending on how I feel. But like, so I got to, I can tell you right now, I got a haircut appointment next Friday. Next Wednesday, I already know right now, I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to wash my hair, but then when I get out of the shower, I'm going to put the wave grease, and I'm going to do the whole thing. And I'm probably (laughs) going to throw a do-rag back on for two days before my cut. You know what I'm saying? And then probably, you know, either the morning of or whenever I take the shower, before before I go get my cut, I'm going to wash my hair again, make sure I ain't got none of that shit in my hair, you know what I'm saying, brush it, and then we're going to go and we're going to get the haircut and we're going to let that man do his thing, and then we just going to complete that cycle all over again. But, you know, like I said, I only go get haircuts every two, three weeks, three and a half weeks, so, like, there's a long period of time after two and three days after I got the cut, and then two and three days before I get the cut where I don't give a fuck about no <laughs> drag, fuck this man. fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> And see, like, I bring it up, because I've been seeing this uh, on TV and some in public and shit. Like, I- I've always been bothered by do-rag lines in niggas' foreheads, right? Bro. and they're- So I- I've never had waves in my life. So I need to defer to you. Like, I need okay. to bring this conversation to you because I don't want to speak out of turn. Not only have I never had waves in my life, my grain of hair won't allow me to have waves. And mm-hmm. I wear a baldy, bro. So I'm speaking completely out of turn. <laughs> but I will tell y'all how I genuinely felt from my perspective. Mm -hmm. If you're, like, I feel like if you're over 19 and you have do-rag lines across your forehead, like, you should be fired from your job. Like, I want you to be let go from the call center if you show up to work yes. and you got do-rag. I don't give a fuck how tucked in your polo is. Like, if you got do-rag lines across your forehead and you're over 19, I want you to be fired.
0: But see, this is this is kind of a part of the shit. This is where you got to start categorizing and putting niggas in different class. This is how every nigga is not built the same. You know what I'm saying? Because as a real nigga, as a young nigga, you definitely recognize, like, yo. These fucking lines in my head is not the business. They're so even as a, as a young nigga, I know me personally, I will try to give myself a little bit of grace. Like, all right, fam, we got to at least take this do-rag off 30, 45 minutes before you got to be somewhere. That way, you might be able to walk That's in with a, a faint line. Circulate. Yeah, you might be able to walk in with a faint line. I tell you, you're still looking crazy, but like, and then that because you're a young dumb nigga, you don't know no better. That translates into... I might be tying this motherfucker a
1: little too bit tight. tight, dog.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I might be trying to squeeze my brain out through my ears at night <laughs> just to protect my waves, and that's not the way. You know like what I'm saying? Pushing
1: so, like pushing garlic through cheesecloth. Yeah, like, it's,
0: it's, it's not the business. And so so then um, I... And I don't know if this was, like, a cultural thing. Um, and again, because you don't share the sentiment with me, you can't really confirm or deny. Um, but I feel like at a certain point in the culture, the culture just went inside out. Um, so, you know... The thing that creates the line, you know. Now we put that thing on the outside. Um, and I do why? still. I do why? Why? Because that's why what do cre-
1: niggas wear it inside out.
0: That's what that that one. That's what create that line going down so, the middle okay. of your
1: forehead.
0: On okay, the so reverse side, there, there is no line. Yeah, there's that's <laughs> right. that's one. Li- yeah, right. But see. And, and now, for me, again, personally, it's all about what a nigga wanted to do. So, back in the day, again, you know, niggas used to be superheroes. They used to be flying with whole capes Hoping out. Capes. <laughs> we can't do that in 2023, or we really couldn't do that in 2008 anymore. God damn it. You got to come up with a whole What are niggas run? doing with
1: their capes now? And I, I, I want to ask you, and I kind of want to text Reams right now and ask him, like, so what are my, niggas doing with their capes?
0: My first, ver- <laughs> it's so weird to think about now, but my first version, I would take it and I would, like, knock the cape. So like I like a knot. You know I saying? like a I like a knot. You tighten it down. Grab it all together like a ponytail, almost sort of kind of, mm-hmm. and you make it a knot. Bow.
1: I like, like a knot.
0: You know what I'm saying? We cool with loose that. or tight, like um, ponytail
1: drape knot or like tight right off the right off the stitching. You know what I'm talking about? Like know, some she, niggas yeah, would I'm tie that shit tight to a one yeah, much no, ponytail. Go, yeah. Some niggas would like leave loose. lose them. Like damn, that's a lot of. No, nah, No, nah, I'm bro. going.
0: Yeah, I'm going right off the. I'm going. You know, stitch tight. You know what I'm saying? And then even you know what I'm saying again. It go down to the lines. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm a bro. Back in the day, I used to cut the strings because of the lines, dog. I cut strings on my do rag before that way I could just pull it back and just tie it and uh, not have to wrap it around no. the
1: front. And you I was ain't still to come back around.
0: I ain't gotta come back around. We ain't gotta sacrifice the lines on the top of my head, you know what I'm saying? And then well, I coming up, back the, around
1: was kind of fly for a couple of years. It so was. I, y'all really I mean, it's, that.
0: it's still fly now, you know what I'm saying? You just gotta, you know, get back in your bag in and you gotta, you gotta find the right do rag. Like, you know, they make different fabrics and shit now, so. Now I do a classic, like, tuck and roll, um, you know what I'm saying, on the back of my joint. I tuck it, and I, and I do go around the front, you know what I'm saying, now. And, you know, I, I keep it, you know, not not too tight, you know what I'm saying, because then, again, that was a whole nother other thing. I think back in the day, I used to, like, cross it in the front and tie it. No. No, 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 no. You just want to, uh-huh. you want to tie it in the back, and you just want to cross it in the front. You don't want to tie it. You just want to cross it and bring it back to the back. And you want to tie it a, that's back. That's more in the pressure back. on
1: your forehead, You don't more need. more
0: pressure on your forehead. You don't need. Play, <laughs> play. I'm telling you, it's an art in the society. That's again, that's where you Bro. start separating yourself from, you know, black Air Force wearers.
1: <laughs> Bro, shout out to our white listeners, particularly <laughs> like Sailor <laughs> Dan. Like, you know, I want to get Sailor Dan a do rag, just like <laughs> as dipped in butter memorabilia, just to like let him know that we fuck with our listeners. Um. But yeah, like the fucking, I I don't know, because that also ties into maybe this is hate coming from somebody that can never have waves. (laughs) And I do realize there's probably like a part deep inside of me where I envy y'all niggas. Like all Mm -hmm. y'all niggas that can get waves. There's a little bit of envy. Like I'm, I'm, you know, secure enough in my manhood to admit that I wish I could have had waves at some point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like when niggas like are so thirsty to have, keep, or maintain their waves to where like. They pushing they shit all down like baby hair, and they got all Girl. these lines, and you they know what I, like you don't know that you're gonna be bald by like thirty two. Fucking with this shit, like bro, you know what I?
0: Brief? You know what I didn't know that these niggas was doing my whole life until probably maybe like this year or last year. Like niggas have like like many afros, and they're like doing. And they're doing no, but they're doing processes and shit to like mm. lay all their hair down. And so they got like hat,
1: two inches of hair hat, and they're laying what, it down. Yes, dog. Oh yes. And I was they like, got helmets. They got they got wave helmets.
0: I'm like, you could have never convinced me that this was that. Like, unless I ain't, I ain't gonna knock you because sometimes I don't know how this shit comes. I don't know how this is a part of my algorithm because I've never like actually looked this shit up. But like niggas will and i don't know if this is niggas with a, like a good grade of hair i don't know if everybody can do this but like it's some niggas who will tell you like hey dog i can give you some waves in an hour because like
1: what
0: bro these niggas go to the they they be putting shit in their hair they be brushing their hair through the way with cat. shampoo in they, there bro they get in the shower with this motherfucker on they wash their hair they i'll be like yo that's kind of and it it, bro, tempt, it tempts me every now and then i want but, like, you to
1: know i tried brushing my hair in the shower <laughs> What a hard course, bro. There was a period when I was at the in, in barber school and I was trying, like, okay, this year I want to try everything I can to try <laughs> to get waves. I, bro, I even permed my hair. Did I tell you I permed my hair? Was you around no, when I did that? You weren't coming to me not. yet. I wasn't even no, out of barber that, school. Uh, I permed my hair at one point, nah. trying to get bro. I did all the thirsty shit, bro. Mm-mm. I want y'all to know that somewhere out there on MySpace or something, there's a picture of me. With a fake polo shirt on and a bro, permed head. Of bro, hair. Did, I ever, did I ever tell you that nigga used to put
0: some fucking texturizer in my hair at the old Who spot? did? Like unsolicited?
1: Like he get done with your cut and just start putting texturizer in your shit? Like he cut that my shit down. That was a thing, though. he cut I my shit down low
0: and the nigga would head. like, and he come back and this nigga just started slapping that shit on <laughs> my head. Like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, nigga, I'm talking about comb in the motherfucking
1: thing. White like <gasps> cat. He was giving you texturizer.
0: unsolicited, I dog, and before this that's nigga even gangster. before this shit even get to all the places it need to be, my shit on fire, cause <laughs> like, who, and then what would piss me off? I would leave out of there, and it hadn't done nothing to my hair, dog. So you just burnt my scalp for no, like, and nigga like oh scabs God. in my head, dog. Like what the fuck, like nah, we not we can't we can't do that that's no what, more, bro. Like cannot do it.
1: Uh, speaking of me in the shower, uh, brushing shampoo in my hair and never getting waves, I told you I was going to talk to you about something that happened at the job last week, and you were excited to finally hear I about something that has to do with Get my job. I can talk to y'all it. a little bit about something that pertains to my job this week. Let's do it. Can't give y'all specifics on what I do because I still don't know.
0: What's the address? And I can
1: tell y'all something. Huh?
0: What's the address?
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Part of my job responsibilities require me to go to a a specific type of facility, right? Now, I can tell you I do work for, what do you call it, a a part of the Department of Energy, right? Mm -hmm. I say that to say it requires me to wear like a lot of PPE, if y'all know that's personal protection uh, equipment and shit like that. So like, (laughs) but this is like more PPE than I've ever had to use. Like when I worked at Airnet, like PPE is like earplugs and fucking eye protection and shit so jets don't kick little fucking rock particles into your eyes and blind you out and all of that shit so nobody fucking gets jet engine fuel sprayed into your face because a gust of wind came or whatever. But this is like serious, serious PPE where you like have to take your shit off and put on like a jumpsuit and rubber gloves and all that kind of shit, which is all cool to me. Like I'm into that kind of shit. But I was on a specific like OJT where they like take you on to the site and give you a tour and like they show you kind of like what a lot of the facilities do and shit like that. And I was talking to my trainer, it was just me, my trainer and another guy that had been working there for some years. So I was only like new guy that didn't know the drill. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: following my trainer. He's talking to me, you know, when like you're in a situation where you're trying to like give somebody your full attention, but you also like need to make sure you don't trip and fall down or some shit or like, you know what I mean? Cause you're still walking and you're in a, un, so I'm trying to take in this unfamiliar facility While still focusing on what he's talking about, Mm -hmm. it's just sensory overload, right? Mm Because he's telling me a bunch of important facts. I'm looking at a bunch of shit I've never seen before with my human eyes. It's just so much to take.
0: For whatever reason, there's the sound of a whole bunch of wind in this motherfucker, and yeah, like bro, it's a a concrete building, but I
1: hear wind. (laughs) Like every bro, it's are you there? Like it's it's so much happening, bro. There's caution signs everywhere. I don't even have time to read them before we go through the door. Like all these things are happening. After we go through a door and go through another door and then you see a bunch of people hanging out in the hallway and niggas is like, they got like old school lunch pails in their lap because like they've been working hard for 14 hours straight and they just want to go <laughs> home type shit. And you're taking in all this shit, right? We bend the right, we go through a swinging door like, huh, ain't none of these doors swung yet. All the rest of these doors have been like either locked or heavy duty doors this mm-hmm. door just kind of swung. I go through the swinging door, the dude walks in and we we stand in front of like what appears... Have you ever seen 60 Days In? You watch 60 Days In? Of course in? I have. What? So you know a part of 60 Days In, like once they get you checked in and processed and shit, and they hand you like your blues or they hand you mm-hmm. your roll-up mattress and see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He walks me over to the shelving unit, and the shelving unit got a bunch of yellow shit, like a bunch of yellow cloths with mm-hmm. sizes on each shelf. <clears throat> and he's still talking to me, and I'm standing there and I'm looking at the sizes, and he goes right from like talking about my training shit to staying some shit like yeah, you know, you want to make sure that you get something big enough to where, you know, it's, you know, you can fit fit it correctly because all this stuff shrinks after a few washes and they've all been washed a bunch of times. So don't get what you would normally get, get. Go ahead and get a size or two up. And I'm like, what is he talking about, bro? Like, I'm thinking that these are like jumpsuits. These mm-hmm. are clearly jumpsuits, right? Mm-hmm. Like you jump in a jumpsuit. You do science. We got to go look at some science. <laughs> Let me grab a jumpsuit now mind y'all i'm slim jim i just lost 125 pounds mm-hmm. i need to like be very conscious i got a package behind me right now from amazon of some extra large jogging pants that i have mm-hmm. to return because i either take them do back. medium or large i mm-hmm. don't know what size mm-hmm. i wear so i'm already kind of having like an existential crisis at the fact that like i got to do this right because i don't want to look like a fucking idiot like i just jumped out of a fucking prop airplane that i'm about to skydive because. Picked out a three X and I don't wear that anymore. I still mm-hmm. be ordering three X's and shit because I don't know what I wear.
0: But anyway, you gotta change your mentality, buddy.
1: I'm trying, bro, but it's hard. So he told me get two sizes big. So I'm like, well, maybe I need to get the two X because I probably can get in a large. But if he's telling me two sizes bigger, maybe I'm safe in getting the two X because I'm gonna have my clothes on under here anyway. So if it, this two X is too big, at least I got my clothes on, right? Mm-hmm. Does any of this make sense to you so far? Fo- Does my rationale make sense to us?
0: I'm following you, man.
1: I grabbed the 2X. He says, "Mm, are you sure you want the 2X? And I'm like, well, I mean, I normally wear like an extra large in certain things. He's like, you might want to go ahead and grab the 3 because I'm telling you these things shrink really bad. I'm like, all right, bro. I'll grab the 3. I'll trust you. So if I Mm -hmm. look like an idiot, at least you ain't docking me points for not paying
0: attention. I'm doing (laughs)
1: what you told me to do. So I grabbed the suit and I'm ready to start putting the suit on over my clothes we been another corner. We're in front of another rack of clothes. And I'm like, well, I already picked clothes. I don't know why we're, why we're standing here. He's talking to me. He's grabbing more clothes. And I'm like, well, what is he grabbing? Like, all this shit is folded up in a way where it's like undetectable. You don't know what you're grabbing. And he's not really telling me. He's talking about other shit, but he's grabbing mm-hmm. sizes. Mm-hmm. So he's like, go ahead and start grabbing your stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck am I grabbing? Like, are these tees? Like, i grab a tee. I'm noticing. I'm unfolding. So, okay, these are tees. i grab a tee. Then he comes around, and now he's got me grabbing underwear. And I'm like, underwear? Right. Your face is exactly like face.
0: Hey, Hey, dog, but, I, got my, I got my own hands on, man. I got my own the Loops on. So,
1: <laughs> fortunately, he did start talking to me about the task at hand when he started grabbing the underwear. He, that's when he broke into his weekend story to tell me, like, hey, dog, I usually put these underwear over my actual underwear because, like, you don't want to be just wearing just underwear that everybody's wearing. I'm like, Whew, okay, thank God. Why so pro- that uh,
0: actually if this was is the okay. Case, why the fuck is y'all providing underwear?
1: Well, it's part of the job. So anyway, I can't talk about it. Listen, you uh, get the yeah. underwear, you put them over your underwear. Here's the part of the story that I wanted to talk to you about. So we, we got our handful of jail clothes, and we walk over to some lockers. And he sits down, so I sit down. <laughs> but he don't start doing nothing. He just starts, like, waiting on me. And I'm like, oh, I guess he wants me to put this stuff on. I go to put it on and then I'm realizing this is underwear, a t-shirt and coveralls. Then he starts telling me this is what you want to have on. So you need to take your stuff off. So with in a roundabout way he told me to get naked. In a round, at least down to my drawers. When I tell you, I had a <laughs> mini like like time slowed down my life started flashing before my eyes because listen, I want y'all to know something about me, right? Like here's where I get vulnerable on the show. This is y'all's favorite segment when I like... (laughs) I remember being in like fifth grade going to middle school, like Nickelodeon days, right? Snake Mm -hmm. days. And I remember seeing like on shows where they would talk about how in middle school, you'll have to like climb the rope to the ceiling in gym class. Like that's (laughs) one of your gym tests. You'll have to climb the rope and ring the bell on the... on the ceiling. And I thought that everybody had to do that. And I was like Mm -hmm. that and like walk, jog a mile. Everybody had to do all these things that like require physicality that I was afraid of. I just saw coming up in my future. And I was terrified of it because I know I couldn't do any of those things. I also knew for a fact that your gym class teacher would make you take a shower with all your middle school classmates. (laughs) And I was terrified. I knew it for a fact. And I also knew that I was grossly overweight. So I was terrified of like, being naked in front of people and taking a shower with all my seventh I mean, grade classmates. I
0: won't, I won't leave you out there by yourself. My my similar fear was uh, shirts versus skins. I never wanted to be Shirts
1: skinned. versus skins I was one of to... them too. <laughs> Bro, swear to God that happened to me in seventh grade. We had intramural sports where it's like the first period we had like a mini tournament and it was actually shirts versus skins. And you know, I was so terrified of shirts versus skins that I saw the coach going. He had everybody line up up against the wall. And he was going shirts, skins, shirts, skins, Switch, and I nigga. did quick math in nigga. my mind, Push and I, it. I swear to God, <laughs> this is not a lie. Uh. I swear to God, I quickly jumped ahead of his counter line, shirts, skins, shirts, 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 shirts. Okay, and then I fucking made sure I was in a place in line where I could keep my shirt on, even though I had no intention on playing basketball.
0: My nigga said skins. I remember a nigga hit me with the skins one time and I was like, me? He was like, yeah, nigga, take that fucking
1: shirt off. And I was like, all right. Like, dog, you know I'm on your team. (laughs) We don't need to do this. But fast forward fucking 35 or however many years, I don't know bad it, man. (laughs) I'm standing here with these fucking yellow garments in my hands and I'm like, I got to get undressed. Now, mind you, it's just down to my like boxer briefs and my socks. But I do got, like, I got a beater on. I wear a beater. Mm -hmm. You wear a beater every day?
0: I quit beaters um a little while ago. Well, probably I've been hearing that beaters ago. are
1: out of here for niggas, bro. I'm never gonna stop wearing beaters. Are beaters out of full, style now? Full,
0: full full transparency. Um, a nigga like me got a little fatter. Um, so you know what I'm saying when the belly get to hanging out the bottom, you feel like Winnie the Pooh a little bit. <laughs> and then also as a fat <laughs> nigga, it kind of makes you feel like you have on a sports bra. So I was like, yeah, I gotta take this off. I've always shit felt off. as a fat yeah. nigga
1: that that beaters make me feel more secure. Like I got wearing I mean, beaters from being a fat nigga. Like again, bro, this makes me feel like young, my shit ain't hanging all over young. the
0: place. Young nigga, you know what I'm saying? You know, not, not all the way where I needed to be yet. You know, beaters is probably too small. You know what I'm saying? Probably just need uh, to find the you know, probably needed to find my beater. I'm sure I could go back <laughs> to it, but I've been I've been without beaters for so long now. It's just it would be if I put it on, I would feel restricted, dog. Like I'd be like, why is a nigga hugging me all day? Yeah, like just I like be that doing this with my shoulders.
1: Bro, it's funny with me and tank tops, aka wife beaters, because like the feeling when I first started wearing wife beaters, I like the feeling of that first restriction because it made me feel like I had muscles, even though I didn't. See, like nah, that hate, tightness around my chest. Nah, I was like, damn, I this shit to, made me feel like I got muscles I used to hate
0: how I beard, when I didn't have any. I used to hate how a beater used to look under a white tee. I liked
1: it, that look, the little nah. crisscross lines.
0: Nah, Is that like them.
1: fucking panty lines for women though?
0: I mean, it's like niggas That's still men wearing basketball line, shorts. It. Yeah. Oh, same thing. Yeah. Terrible.
1: Okay. So yeah, we just solved that. So I, I knew <laughs> I had to take my beater off in mm-hmm. front of this dude, right? Mm -hmm. and like I had a little crisis I'm like in my mind I've told you before that in my mind I'm still fat but and, then I had and, to remember, like, hold on, nigga, I'm in shape, bro. bro. And now I started taking my shit off fast. <laughs> bro, I,
0: I, hey, but I just flashed back to Are You Ever Nervous? And I was just about to joke my way through that situation. I was like, you should just drop down and did 10 push-ups on a nigga real quick. Just <laughs> <laughs> and then jumped up and took <laughs> your <laughs> off and went like, fuck you, nigga. Bro,
1: like, I swear to God, I had a moment of, like, straight fear, like, oh, shit, bro, I'm fat as hell. Like, this nigga can't expect me to take my shirt off. And then, like, last minute, as I'm, like, slowly untying my shoes, I was like... Hold on, nigga. I'm in shape now, bro. Like, fuck that. I'm taking this bitch off. And then I it snatched a, it off and yeah. slammed my T-shirt in the locker. it
0: would be a lot of grown man thoughts that go through, this nigga going to pay my motherfucking bills?
1: Nigga. Yeah, so my, you wife got,
0: loves, my wife loves my dick. I don't give a fuck about
1: yeah. <laughs> her. Ain't that fucked up, though? Because you're right. And I do have to do that sometimes. Like, bro, my wife loves me, nigga. She loves shit. Love nigga. me. I don't give but a, a that fuck that. Ain't that crazy that you got to pump yourself up with that? Like, you, you have really. to tell yourself that you're okay yeah. when you really, you're not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how we make it to places, goddammit.
1: Bro, how did I get to be 40 years old and still be, like, self-conscious about my body? Like, I literally felt like I was at the top of a water slide, and the fucking dude, with the lifeguard was telling me, like, hey, you can't go down there with a shirt on. It's
0: because you have an Instagram. Oh, uh, you think that's what it is? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. being
1: shown constantly, like, everybody's constantly. better than me?
0: That's right. That's all. Mm-hmm. And it's not I'm true. Saying, yeah. It's not true.
1: Uh, can, can we talk about my poor judgment of character real quick? Of course we can.
0: I also have a bad take for you. I don't know if I can let this one live in my spirit too much longer. Um, And there are many of you out in the universe that I love so much. Um, And I'm only going off of stories that I've heard from the last, oh, 20 years or so. You know, we come up, you know, in in, in the city schools, you know, more more famously, when we went to them, they were Columbus public schools. Um, We're not city school students. We're public school students. Public school. Um, and I've, you know, I've just heard about niggas' experiences, you know, at different schools. You know, I I I am familiar with the Eastmore experience. Um, I'm familiar with the Fort Hayes experience. I went to COS. you know what I'm saying? I know you niggas who went to independence. Um and, and, and through and through all of my knowledge of the schools, um, I just never really heard anybody from independence talk about their academic experience. Um no, we didn't go there,
1: we didn't go there to learn. We went there to dress, nigga. You know so the my, I, I so height.
0: Yeah, so my bad take and you know, you fall on the on the very small percentage of this and your your small percentage only comes out because you podcast. <laughs> but a lot of you independence niggas ain't good thinkers, man. And we no. don't really got to like <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm well, only...
1: I, I, I happen to be a smart nigga that happened to end up at independence. None of that was because of it. Independence didn't make me smarter at all.
0: Bro, I, I got to thinking about that. Me, my wife was talking about it. I was like, babe, I said, a lot of these niggas that I know that went independence... They don't, they don't really think they good. Don't think good. Yeah. They don't really think so well. I was We're like, you don't know, know what? I said, now that I'm thinking about it, you don't hear much of them niggas talking about, man, I loved my American history class. Like, nah, they be mm-hmm. like, you remember them steps, nigga? The yeah. motherfucking remember steps. Remember the commons?
1: <laughs> remember the commons, nigga? Remember the like, vending machines?
0: Like, it was the kicking school, for sure.
1: The the best thing that I learned from my full, whole, four whole years at Independence, four mm-hmm. entire years, freshman to senior the best, the, the most I learned at that high school was a class I took called business management or DECA, D-E-C-A. Mm-hmm, I forget mm-hmm. what that acronym stands for, but it was business management. And that was an elective. Like that wasn't even a required course. And right. you had to be selected to get in that class. It was only like 12 of us and we, we were all kind of handpicked and you had to have a job to work that class. And they kind of taught you real world skills on how to like fill out a resume and how to properly interview for a job and how to like conduct yourself properly at work like that was the most I learned I don't remember shit from any science bro this job that I currently have deals with science and I mm-hmm. had to learn what an atom was all over again That independence dead. didn't teach me shit that now dead. independence taught me how to put an outfit together I can put <laughs> a fire sure. outfit together
0: so now I'm in the shop class sort the of basket weaving
1: and all the rest of the motherfuckers <laughs> underachieving <laughs> I, bro, I am a world class fuck up, bro. Like I, the people in my life that are really good people, like you, your wife, my mm-hmm. wife, the people mm-hmm. that listen to this show that I know on a personal level, a lot of y'all are really cool, like people that I take inspiration. Some of y'all are younger than me, and I like I'm inspired by y'all, right? Because y'all are dope people. But every now and then I'm reminded that I'm not the greatest judge of character. Man, I came on here like two or three weeks ago and I screamed into the microphone that we are a John Morant household as soon as LeBron James retired. I, I screamed did. into I did. didn't
0: I? Yo, I, I love you because I don't even think about I this. I don't let y'all to forget you tell on yourself, bro. But yes, yeah, you nah, did. I ain't going let y'all forget. You said as soon as LeBron walks off the court, Ja, yeah, Morant, ja Morant you're household.
1: A- I even said, like, I'm going to force my wife to be a Ja Morant fan. And she kind of likes him a little bit. Jesus. Like, we were we're a Ja Moran household. Like I made that declarative statement. Like, I love watching them play. I even part of what I like about, and I'm not gonna say liked past tense because News still coming out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> enough news is out to where I can make some declarative statements. on But part of what I liked about... It, it wasn't just his game. Like, oh, bro, he got a, a wet jumper and a nigga can dunk and jump real high. Like, I liked his attitude on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Because I told you, he reminds me of, like, early D. Rose or an Allen right. Iverson type nigga. Like, he remind me of a nigga's nigga.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that translated on the court. But I also didn't know... <laughs> how far he was ready to take it now for those of you all don't know, that don't know and don't keep up with sport john morant has had let me let me run down his rap <laughs> bits down just in the last couple of weeks we've podcasted he is accused of assaulting a 17 year old with a gun post a game with the indiana pacers that where they got into a little squabble on the court it was reported that one of his best friends was kicked out from trying to fight pacers players And after the game, there was reports that there was red beams on Pacers players coming from John Morant's friends and associates vehicles. He was on IG live this past week showing automatic weapons on his personal IG. This wasn't like, Oh shit, y'all niggas had phones out and got me in trouble. Like he went on his personal account, flashing guns, and he throws up crips during games uh, blatantly during games. Now, I know that Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and everybody on ESPN, Jalen Rose, everybody's had their takes on, like, you ain't built like that. And you're a basketball player. Leave that to the people out there throwing their lives away. Why you want to do this and fuck your life up? Bro got a Nike contract. And I was already, like, I meant to text you, like, bro, I'm trying to get a hold of John Moran's shoes. Like, I wanted his shoes. He got a whole Nike Mm -hmm. contract. And I think I deal with either Powerade or Gatorade. Like, the nigga's taken off, and now, after all this shit's come down, he is suspended from the team indefinitely. Now, that don't mean forever. That just means we haven't decided how long we want this nigga out of here until the smoke clears, or if we would ever want him back at all, we need to do the math and calculate what the fuck is going on with this young nigga. And you get a lot of people saying, like, bro, you ain't about that life. You ain't built like that. Why are you throwing your life away? Just be a basketball player. You don't need to be like that. But What are your thoughts on when you get, like, basketball players that are essentially living this kind of lifestyle? Because it's easy, I think, to say, bro, you're an athlete. You don't live that lifestyle pretending. But we kind of don't be knowing what these niggas' lives are really like. Do you think John Moran is out here faking to try to look cool? Or do you think that he's actually, like, that much of a potential knucklehead and he just really lived this crip life and he don't really know how to put it away properly?
0: I mean, I think he he twenty three, Annie twenty three, twenty four or something like that. Something like like that. he's a young dummy. Like mm-hmm. he's he he's a young dummy, and clearly some some of the people who handle him and the people around him are dummies as well. Like there's True. no <clears throat> there's no clear reason for this type of behavior from somebody in his position. Um, and, and again, like you know, real nigga, to real nigga. You had the little deuce deuce on you. I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Have it on you what the fuck is you showing it to niggas for? Like, right, <laughs> right and I don't not, get the showing. And not for nothing, for two reasons. One, just period, why is you showing it to niggas? But second, it's a deuce deuce, man. It's a little it's a little get up off me. You ain't showed the Glock. You ain't
1: showed the This 40, is just to get like, me to the locker room. This ain't even going to
0: yeah, put Yeah, you like you ain't, you ain't did none of that. So like, and then like I said, I've heard more details talking about something. He showed the he showed the gun in the club in Colorado, which means he took it on the team plane.
1: Like, yeah, I've heard that too.
0: But that could just be a headline that that doesn't have to be true either. Like, cause you know what I'm saying is you know, we already talked about check ins and niggas linking up all over the place. It could be somebody in Colorado ready to risk their life for John Morant and whatever he I'm got sure going on. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Sure so is. like, you can't believe everything that you hear, but like. I would love to, I would, first of all, I like the fact that he kind of addressed it really quick, um, with whatever statement that he put out, I thought, I thought that that was cool. Um, cause usually I feel like niggas wait too long uh, <laughs> to, like, finally <laughs> to finally say some to something. Shit, yeah. To finally say something. It's like, damn, somebody had to convince you to put that shit out. So to like take onus of that and like delete your Twitter and delete your Instagram, it, it at least, um, shows that you are at least attempting to at least correct your mindset. Cause like, at you least
1: show us that, you know, you got caught.
0: Or yeah, follow follow the steps. You know what I'm saying. Follow follow the proper motherfucking protocol. But like, um, it just, it it truly like there's really nothing extensive to say about it besides it don't make no motherfucking sense. Like, you are a franchise player. You know what I'm saying. Whether you stay in Memphis for the duration of your career, whether you go anywhere else. Um, but again, you just for me, you just got to chalk it up to everybody in that situation being young. Because like they say, he 23, his daddy 43. Like, well, nigga, the 40s, the new 20s, nigga, shit right, at like this he, point.
1: He still ain't dumb, yeah, being done like either.
0: And, and I think that's just the evolution of time. But we all recognize that, you know, while 43 means you have lived a significant amount of years here on Earth, that ain't shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the the the, the goal is to get old. And 43 ain't old in the grand scheme of things. So, like. And you know we had that conversation about dads and shit here too. Like you don't always have the motherfucking answer. Like and yeah. we and, and we and we can't necessarily blame it on his dad because I've heard a lot of people making that argument as well. Like you, you got your daddy right here, and you acting like a nigga who don't got one. Like okay, well now we need to have a different conversation with the culture <laughs> because you niggas be the first ones to say don't stereotype me off of some shit like that. And then look at what you say, like. For what what the fuck does because on the reverse side of that you have a LeBron James so what fucking weight does that hold a nigga who ain't had no daddy you know what I'm saying who somebody got a hold of him apparently or you know whatever the situation is but like stop y'all's bullshit so like
1: or his dad's hey, crippling <clears throat> Where is that as crippling?
0: Whatever. Somebody need a big homie. Somebody need an OG over there to be like, hey, I like, was
1: gonna say, bro, like part throw of this your,
0: blame. Oh, you see on the low, nigga. Put it on your shoulder. Like, don't be big <laughs> cripping on the court. <laughs> bro,
1: I was gonna say, like, part of this responsibility gotta fall to some of the OGs or lack thereof, right? Like, I we can sit here all day and say John Moran is a dummy and he's throwing away potential millions and millions of dollars, but at some point, like OGs in the neighborhood are lack the lack the presence of, like we've talked about this before, like maybe not just particularly in his case, but like, where the fuck is the guidance? Like, bro, we out here I'm are right. actively like shitting on the J princes of the world and I shit guess, like that. Like, is there any I, guidance to be had for a nigga like John Moran?
0: I, I think so, but I guess also with within this, um, just kind of trying to put myself in the same, but like Yes, because of who he is, he probably shouldn't be involved in some of this stuff, but like is he, is he, is he standing on business? Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what is he doing? I guess like, is it, is it completely unjustified or is it unjustified because of who he is? Like, mm. I you, think you it's know, the or, or, or the you know what I'm saying? Like not for nothing. Like it's the, it's the same thing with like LeBron. If Rich and Mav and them go and do some, some, you know what I'm saying? In in the opposite situation, like they go look at him crazy. So like I, I guess it's just all about the choices that you make, you know. Ultimately, but like again, there's not, there's really nothing to say about it, honestly. Like I say, it's a dumbass decision on his part, <laughs> for real, for real. Like, who, who, who doesn't have this? And I heard somebody make the argument, you know, what I'm saying, like, he the breadwinner, so like, who the fuck gonna say what to him? It's
1: right, mama. right. Who? Yeah, it's
0: fucking, who mom. What? It's fucking mom. Fucking mom is who. And see, to
1: him. maybe this is a reach, and you can stop me if you feel like it's a reach. But we all know how talented. Uh, Quavo of the Migos is, right? Like, we know that nigga can throw a football. He can low-key hoop for a rapper. Like, everybody says, man, for a rapper, Quavo can hoop. And in high school, he was really that nigga. He just chose rap. Like, he really could have been in college, possibly in the league. Like, is this, is John Morant what we're looking at if Quavo went to the league? Like, how do we know that John Morant's situation is not, like, nigga, I'm really kind of Quavo. I just actually kept with the basketball and couldn't rap. And yeah, True. I'm dope with this basketball shit, but really like if you ask about me where I'm mm-hmm. from, I'm really kind of that nigga. I mean, and this is all I've known since sixth grade he, is just being a bad
0: kid. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He also he also comes from a certain era where he's seen um the perception of how you're supposed to handle certain shit. So like I say, with some of the shit that they've, you know, brought up for him, like, well, well and I don't even I don't even want to put the caveat of if you about that life, but like if if your mom called you from the mall, said a nigga was disrespect to her, and you know you roll nine deep, what you gonna do to be like, mall. mom, get out of there? Like,
1: you know what I'm <laughs> Mom, saying? get out of there. We got a Nike deal to protect. Mom, my shoe's about to come out. Yeah, get out of like, there.
0: Like, or, you know what I'm saying? And again, I get it because you are an NBA player. Like, they, you know, there are certain things that just don't, you know, I guess don't fly for like a better terms or not to make a gun joke or anything like that. But like, it's not illegal for John Morant to have a gun.
1: Not necessarily.
0: He showed it on you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's circumstances that fall from that, like, but is that NBA business? Is that grizzly
1: business? You, you know that? how he's organized, especially the NFL. The NFL, like, I know he's not in the NFL, but the NFL loves to make shit their business. Well, and
0: my, yeah, and motherfuckers like to pile on because that's what pissed me off, too. One of the last things that I seen that, you know, kind of the thing that came out, like he had the gun in Colorado, which means he got on a team plane. So now Colorado officials are looking in the pre- Like, right. oh, like, so come where y'all on, didn't bro. give a shit before. Right. <laughs> like. Cut, come off. Y'all just cut love the palette. Y'all love the pallet on for this nigga to be on TNT next Thursday dropping 30. Like,
1: okay. Cut, cut the out. shit. I'm glad cut you're spinning out. around to cut, to, to cut the shit because that's kind of where I wanted to take this talk to cut the shit. Cause I don't feel like enough people are saying cut the now. It's easy for us to say, and I agree with hey Ja, you got a lot to lose. Right. Maybe clean that up. Because as a fan of Ja Morant, I ain't jumped off the ship yet. I do agree that he needs to kind of clean up his act. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I ain't saying stop cripping, because there's a lot of bangers <laughs> in the fucking league, bro. Of them. Everybody knows James Harden is a blood. Nobody ain't never talked about this shit before. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, when I say cut the shit, here's what I'm talking about. We love to celebrate Alan Iverson. It ain't just because his handles was so dope and his braids was so fresh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's because we he reminded us of something that was very familiar to us. Am I wrong? He ain't never won a championship, but we treat him like he has. Right. Because of the way he carries us. Okay, let's take it to a lesser degree. Niggas from the old, like the Larry Johnsons from back in the day, and the niggas that was really like, bro, them was some nasty niggas. We love to tell their glory stories and talk about how nasty they was. Ron Artest, Mm -hmm. Malice at the Palace, right? He was a weirdo, except for when he was punching niggas in the face, and we kind of fuck with that. For sure. Are we keeping it funky, like, or not, bro? Like, We fucked with Ron Artest punching niggas in the face. Ben Wallace. Like, we fucked with that shit.
0: I understood it.
1: So when did we decide we don't fuck with it? Like, I understand that this is dumb. Like, I understand that he's compromising money, which ain't never been cool. Compromising the check ain't never been cool. But are we acting like John Moran ain't cool? John Moran is cool as fuck, bro. Are we going to sit here and lie and act like he's not?
0: Nah, but they're gonna, they gonna, you know, you know, they're gonna try and discredit it any any way that they can get to it. Like they, oh, bro, it's 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 all weird to me. Like it, again, it's all like, why why do we care so much? Like, it did somebody get shot?
1: <laughs> right did i miss something did the gun yeah. go off when he was hitting the 17 year old upside the, the
0: head yeah, the, the, like i i, I, I again i'm confused like just accept the fact that do you old- think
1: it's because he looks like a stereotypical nigga from the hood though I, that was my another point i wanted to bring up to you is it because of how john Morant carries himself and how he looks that we needed to escalate this as far as we have and as quickly as we have because had this been steph curry now i think there would still be a headline but if it was Steph Curry, I don't think that the news would be flooding as bad as it now. I mean, to imagine Steph doing Clayton. I, I just think
0: because it's all of all of his off court stuff is not positives. Like again, kind of back to what you said, like the attitude on court, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you squad with a nigga on the court, like that, that shit happens in basketball. Like we that like ain't that. yeah, that ain't out of the ordinary. But it's the all the off court shit, and just for whatever reason, these niggas won't accept the fact that this nigga might have went to independence.
1: <laughs> I think he did. he did look like an independent. You know who I hate that behaves this way, and I only bring him up because like we glorify this nigga. I'm not a Kevin Garnett fan. I low key hate Kevin Garnett, especially okay. since like when he went to the Brooklyn Nets and like how he talks to. He, he he likes to bully niggas that he can get away with that shit on. Right. You know what I mean? He found out that he couldn't do that shit to LeBron. But when he tells LeBron stories, he acts like he just hoed LeBron. But if you <laughs> go look at the tapes, LeBron was hoeing them niggas in Boston. But anyway, <laughs> whatever. I digress. Because LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time. Kevin Garnett loves us to believe that he's some sort of gangster. Right? But why the fuck do we celebrate that nigga? Like, we don't ever tell, hey, KG, bro, calm down. Like, we love to celebrate KG.
0: I mean, you know, again, kind of go back to what I was talking about earlier as far as, you know, what I'm saying maybe maybe KG discovered that you needed to flip your do-rag inside out sooner than other niggas. So that gives you a higher statute in the neighborhood like you just you just you walk in that shit before other niggas, which allows you to manifest in that sooner than other niggas. So, like, it's it's the theory that that shit is not on you. That shit is in you. And when you see a nigga walking in that shit, you know who to test and who not to test as a nigga like you want to know what? That nigga walks a little bit tougher than me. Probably not gonna swing on him. Like yeah. it's, just, it's it's one of those things I think. And like KG has commanded that respect from people without, you know, bit cripping on the court. Uh,
1: nah, that makes sense. One question before we get out of here. John Morant's dad, T Morant, because mm-hmm. you know we don't trust niggas named name T. Mm-hmm. If you was to wager a guess how he wore his do-rag, tell me how T. Morant wears his do-rag before he goes to bed.
0: Um, I'm going to tell you that not only does he tie it in the front, but he does the cute little bow and leaves it hanging right above his wild-out eyebrow.
1: This has been the Dipped In Brother program. We appreciate y'all listening to our nonsense and foolishness as we try to figure out our week-to-week. My name is Kat. You can check our podcast together, me and Wes, without the other niggas on the microphone. (laughs) Wherever podcasts are consumed. Each and every Tuesday, and if you're feeling generous, man, tell somebody else to listen to us. They might like it, you know. And if they don't, then you can just act like you didn't really fuck with us that much anymore. I like the front when my shit That'll get you out of it, bro.
0: Yeah, fuck it. It's your boy, West No T, um, Elmer Young. Motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a pot in a PO um, DNA, producer extraordinaire around this motherfucker. Um, Forever young, 89 on Instagram and wherever else you might be able to find me at. Fuck with me though.
1: Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And hey, if you have a problem getting naked in front of your boss, remind yourself that nigga don't pay your bills, but he does sign your checks.
0: That is a very good point. Um, you already know rule number one around here. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that um throughout these 180 episodes or particularly this week or last week or whatever fucking week you might listen to this podcast, whatever day, if you hear my dogs barking in the background or my children screaming or crying. I want to personally put a note right here that I don't give a fuck because I have a family that I love and I care for. (laughs) Clearly, they don't respect Pi Day anymore around this bitch. It's a lifestyle. So just, um, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you flip that do-rag inside out, tuck your capes in, and rule number two, mind your motherfucking business.
1: Yes, sir. We'll catch you in the next episode. We know you
0: want more, so come back next week and get it.